3: Welcome back to Right Pack Radio, this is your host, David Allen Lucas, author of mystery, science fiction, fantasy, oh not fantasy, (laughs) I don't know what I write anymore, I write more. Ouch. You
4: need to start a fantasy.
3: I do need to, now give me time, I'm sure knowing me I will. I have written a fantasy once,
5: but anyway. And with me today is... Kathleen Kayembe, author of urban fantasy, (laughs) 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 no sci-fi, and uh, fun.
3: See, I guess I was channeling you. You're welcome. Thank you. And, no,
2: okay. I'm Melanie Claney, uh, author of nonfiction, science fiction, and fantasy.
0: Uh, Brad R. Cook. I uh, got a steampunk novel, The Iron Horseman, coming out soon. And on a personal note, I just want to thank STL Books, because uh, we held a book signing here uh, just yesterday uh, for Rick Squiak's new novel, Fail. And it was awesome, so awesome. Yay. And you have heard Rick in our last episode,
3: yes. which was last week recorded. So, if you missed it, catch on your iTunes or blog talk radio. They're all out there.
4: Uh, my name is Jennifer Stolzer. I'm a children's author and illustrator, also a YA fantasy writer. My book, Dog Park, is actually for sale now. Yay! Yay! So fantastic. Dog Park. So, please look it up. And uh, okay. if you're in the area, I'm looking to have an event at some point in December. So, Yay. St. Louis, people, check out Jennifer Stolzer Illustration's Facebook page.
1: I'm Meredith Tate, author of Speculative and Sci-Fi, YA, and New Adult. Uh, My first novel, Missing Pieces, comes out in the spring.
3: Yay! Yay. (laughs) So we're going to have a party in springtime, too, guys. Yay! Okay. We're all writers at different (laughs) levels. And those listening to us are writers at different levels. Some of them may be extremely well-published. Some might be just beginning.
4: Extremely well-published.
3: Well, well, (laughs) I hope so. I would like to say that. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um... Where I was going to go with it is, there's several things we've always been told as advice in writing. One is to know your audience. So you know who you're writing for, know who you want to publish to, and all that stuff. Starting out, when I first started writing, I was like, okay, how do I find this out?
0: Who, who is my audience? So I'm going to ask you guys, who are your audience? How did you find them? Well, in terms of finding, I, I'm going to throw out that this is probably the most important thing. Or For any writer, Um, this is the the one thing I I tell all my writers, for those of you who know, uh, because I'm working at BSP, Blank Slate Press. Um, So one of the things I tell all my writers, or my authors, is to connect with your readers. Uh, It is literally the most important thing you can do. So how do you find them? First, you have to identify them. you got to know who they are. So who is it that's going to pick up your book and read it? And the best part is, this is a spectrum of people. So you have your core fans... And then you have your, you know, people who are into your book for, you know, other reasons because maybe it fits into the genre they typically read. And then you're going to have people who like your book for a completely other reason. Maybe it's got a dog.
4: Yay, dogs. Exactly. Dogs (laughs) are awesome.
0: But there are people who will read a book simply because it has an awesome dog in it and that's the only reason they picked up the book. could be in any genre or whatever. It had an awesome dog in it. Mm -hmm. So know all of those people and you will sell a ton of books. So how do I find out? I mean, do I contact the U.S.
3: Census
0: (laughs) Department? How do I find these people? If you can, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Try anything.
4: Well, uh, my recommendation would be look for the audience of books that you are writing in the same vein as. So if I write YA Fantasy, look and see where the people who read YA Fantasy hang out. Do they hang out on Twitter? Do they hang out on Tumblr? Do they hang out on 7th Street? Like, go find them. Because they're already gathering under someone else's banner, and you can grab that banner yep. and go with it.
1: Mm. Yeah, and going off of what Jen said, I think another good marketing tool in terms of finding your audience is to network with other authors in the same audience. Because let's say you write YA fantasy, and there's a YA fantasy author you meet at a conference. Um, if you can give them an arc of your book, or you end up like networking with them, then who knows? Maybe they'll enjoy it, and maybe they'll... Um, send out a promo on Twitter or whatever for their readers who enjoy their books who might also enjoy yours. ARC? Is uh, the ARC copy? is advanced reader, co- advanced reader copy. A-R-C.
4: Yeah. You're yes. not
3: playing Indiana Jones and looking for the reader of the lost ARC. Not
1: today.
4: I don't know. Reader sometimes the lost sometimes arc. those ARCs They're... are
0: hard to find. They are. The
4: reader of the lost <laughs> ARC. But it's the yeah. book that
0: comes out before your book is actually on the shelf. It's the one that you proof <laughs> everything, make sure it looks pure, pretty and perfect.
3: And yeah, I was going to say, before we got onto the ARC of the ARC, That's another reason to go writers conferences. We've talked about writers conferences in the past. That is where you can hook up with your other fellow authors writing in the same genre,
0: as Meredith just said. If it's a convention, you can pick up with your own fan base. Exactly. You know, go to the cons, go to the conferences. You were next.
5: Oh, I was. Not me. Going to point out Goodreads and Amazon because Mm, um, chances are, if you're writing in a genre. You, you know what books are popular in there already, and uh, if you look on those sites, you'll see recommendations. Like if you like this book, people who've read this book have also liked this one or best. And best it's interesting lists.
2: though. Sometimes though, when the book isn't super popular, you get some really random results because <laughs> you know, the person just yeah. happens to buy that you know book that's a gift for so and so. At the same time, they buy them. <laughs> I think Good. Goodreads is uh, better for that. Yeah. Though.
1: I think a good example of this is the example of The Hunger Games. Um, The Hunger Games became popular when Stephanie Meyer, who's the Twilight author, read it and wrote a review of it on her website. Back in like 2008, that's how I found it because I used to read Stephanie Meyer and I found um, her recommendation for the Hunger Games. And then as soon as she put that on her heavily trafficked website, all of a sudden the Hunger Games became popular and shot up sales
2: wise. So that's the, the Oprah Book Club is kind of the same. Yeah, well, and that, that falls into
0: discoverability. I mean, that's yep. like you know mm-hmm. that's how she got discovered was you know somebody who had her, uh, into her genre her her audience connected with it, but. Um, Social media is huge, and it's super important, like Jen was saying. Um, one of the things I would mention is hashtagging. Um, so make certain that you're using the hashtags of your genre, uh, that your audience is using, more importantly. Um, so know those and go after them. Like, shout out to all my steampunk fans out there, because I constantly, constantly hit up all the steampunk uh, different hashtags, either on Twitter or on Tumblr, or you know mostly those two places, but others <laughs> as well. Instagram, too. Um, But yeah, so hit those up. Check them out. Look at them. Don't just go to Steampunk. Go to Steampunk Novels. Go to Steampunk Art. um, You know, all the different ones.
5: I do want to say, though, in turning to social media, if you're making posts or searching or whatever, please be cognizant of which method of social media you're using. Because Twitter and Facebook, by themselves are different. What you're going to want to post, what people are going to want to click on and see are different. So treat them as what they are, not as one giant mailing list blast. Can
4: you give an example?
5: Pictures. Pictures are lovely. They go well on Facebook. You can use more than 140 characters on Facebook. (laughs) Twitter, you want to scale things down a little bit. Just be short and to the point. Do something catchy. And if you can link to a picture, great, but like, People are... The Twitter half-life is a lot shorter, I would think, than yeah. Facebook. It
0: lasts about a minute. Yeah. yeah, if that much, I agree. They say Facebook pages last 24 hours, but I don't really know. No, do I don't buy that.
5: You're still competing with all the other people.
0: Yeah, sometimes they say list. it's as short as eight hours. But yeah, I, but that's I, still... I still think that's kind of long for a Facebook post. To mm. be honest with you, this is personal experience, this is not
3: any type of study done. <laughs> but just looking at my news, my news feed in Facebook and Twitter... Twitter, I would give it about five seconds, mm-hmm. and Facebook, I give it five. Give, it, I call it ten minutes at the most. Um, real quick, I was going to say though, in the talk about Facebook versus Twitter, Twitter allows you to connect your Facebook to Twitter and vice versa. So when you post at one, it posts at the other. So you're saying that may not be a good
5: idea. I'm it saying doesn't... it's not a good idea for everything. If it's a link to something bigger, okay, yeah. but. No, don't treat them the same way. Try to tailor your posts to whatever media you're using. Okay.
1: Um, The other thing about Twitter is that it's very, very easy to fall into the trap of spamming people. And that is promoting your book in someone's feed all the time. And I recently made a wonderful discovery, and that is the mute button, where you can mute people from your feed. And everyone who is spamming my feed with promo... Got muted oh, yeah. mm-hmm. because I was so sick of seeing it, and it made me not want to buy their book. And I think that's really important not to do that.
0: We should do an entire show on the nots to do of <laughs> social media. Yes. Guess what's because coming? There, guys. there is a huge <laughs> thing out there because you're right. Spamming the, the the posts every ten minutes, you know, or the post at like the most inappropriate time, like. My favorite are the ones that always come at midnight on New Year's Eve. (laughs) Oh, Uh God. Because it was Uh pre-programmed, and they fire off, and it's like, "Woohoo!" we're all celebrating, everyone's cheering, all these Happy New Year's are going up on Twitter, and then somebody's going, buy my book. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. And just (laughs) just
1: (laughs) think of it also as commercials. If you recorded a TV program, you're going to skip right over the commercials, and people do the same thing if they're in their news feed. They don't want to see them. They're going to skip right over them.
0: But the one thing I would throw out is that, and you're right, You should know each social media because it all goes to different people. You're not going to find older generation people for your, you know, nostalgia book on Instagram. It's not happening. However, if you've got a YA and you're trying to connect with your audience, jump on Instagram. That's where they are. You know, I have found that Tumblr is actually one of my best places to blog and hang out and do everything because a huge number of steampunk fans are on Tumblr. You know, they're passing out their art. They're passing out the different po- photographs and everything else. They're talking all about different books and different conventions and the different airship crews that are out there. Um, so that has been amazing, and it's fun. So know your audience. Tom is Where to find. So let me ask this question, because clearly the answer is yes. Do you interact
3: with your audience? Oh, yeah. Yes. And how much? And you time? have to do it in a meaningful
0: way, though. You have to interact in a meaningful way. And how often are you doing it? And how are you doing it? How, first, how are you doing it, and then how often? Well, how often is every day. Okay. But, you know, how, how you interact is a different story. Okay. Because, you know, you should always... it You know, it should always be a constant thing. It should, never should be, oh, on Fridays, I talk to my fans. I mean, maybe Friday when you're fan super day. big, then you can mm-hmm. do that, because you have thousands and thousands of fans who want to hit you up, so you have to kind of narrow it down. But for... Are authors who are trying to be discovered, you need to get the word out about your book. But that doesn't mean shoving your book out every 10 minutes on Twitter. Yeah. I was say with that, too, shoving your book out. Of, if you can shove your book out every 10 minutes on Twitter, say something different. <laughs> Not well, only from
3: what everybody else does, but say something different. What and here's say.
0: my thing with posting to every single site mm-hmm. on the very same day, mm-hmm. well, if you're multi-sited up and you have everything connected, then that's going to create huge feeds and all this overlap on your stuff. Even if you don't, you're hitting everything at once. However, if you shake it up and say, you know, you're posting to Twitter here on this day and then the next day you're posting to Facebook and then the next day you're posting to Tumblr and then you've got your blog that you update every Friday or something like that, that allows you to spend an entire week of every day doing something to promote your book but you haven't annoyed everyone on, you know, all (laughs) of social media ...that you have something that they need to buy.
2: Especially your friends who are following you in all those sites. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. that's the other thing. Your friends are on all your sites and you don't want to piss them off. They're the ones who buy your book first.
5: Yeah. I was going to say, uh, the the commercials comment that Meredith made, there are some commercials that people do like.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: They're usually on during the Super Bowl because the Star Super Wars Bowl... Star Wars
0: Darth Vader kid. You were reading my mind. the <laughs> audience...
5: Oh. So people want to be entertained, and mm-hmm. so now Super Bowl commercials are huge. So and if you're going to do a commercial esque thing for your book, make it interesting. Exactly. Mm. Do not bore people. Okay, we can
3: skip. We've kind of gone too deeply into the actual commercial. Yes. Part you. of it, unfortunately. And Let's I, go I, back. We can do, and what I want us to this? do a another po- another podcast on that because that that's an area which
0: I really want to dig into. But. but Let's take it back to the audience for a second. Hey, if you read my book, I love you. I seriously appreciate it. It's a huge honor to me, and you're instantly like, I'm a fan of yours. (laughs) Okay? That's one way of doing it. Um, Exactly. So my audience is you, listener.
3: (laughs) Okay, you've got a book out. Um, I'm I'm pretending here. You've got a book out. And unfortunately, book launches at bookstores are not as huge as they used to be i've attended at least this is my opinion please contradict me if you disagree okay but i've attended some very well-published authors and i've attended not so well-published authors book book launches and at a bookstore i don't see it as being quite the draw but maybe one day it was you you don't get the jk rowling um effect of a
2: Mob of
3: people ra- wrapping itself twice around the corner bookstore.
0: Now, to be honest, J.K. still does.
3: Yeah, to be <laughs> honest, J.K. still does, and so do others. But your general author. So, where's are
0: some other places to either launch a book or promote your book that you do, or that you want that you think should be done? First off, I have to say that book launches. I I I agree and disagree because um, on the one hand, I think your standard book launch of the author sitting at a table. Uh, with a stack of books in front of them, and they line out the door, really does not exist. Um, until you are to such a level where somebody else has set up all of these tours for you, and, you know, your name is huge, and they run huge advertisements in the news and stuff before... So I'll tell you, the entire when, when your name is on the same level as James Patterson, Clive Cluster, exactly. and... Yeah. C- when your name is bigger than the title of your book, <laughs> that's when all this stuff starts to happen. Um, but the, the reality is, is that you still can do book launches. So I have a book coming out. Uh, November 22nd is going to be my book launch. And so what I've done is I've paired with another author. So it's, my, it's not just me. It's myself and another author, Sarah Bromley, who wrote A Murder of Magpies. Great book. Check it out. Um... But the two of us are going to do something. Now, not only are we br- bringing in a, a bigger audience than one of us would draw to get, you know, alone, but then we're also doing stuff. So we're going to have, like, food, and we're going to have other stuff, like, you know, giveaways and, you know, I, I don't know. We're still planning. But mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff is coming up, and you can do all of that. I've seen geisha at events. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, other things, you know, done performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do readings. You can have you know all kinds of stuff going on. Um, food, food is a big one. You yeah. should you should definitely <laughs> yeah, feed people. Feed but people. The There's point <laughs> is, bring them in, get them there to stay. Do readings if you want or something like that, and, and make it an event instead of just come in and get your book signed.
3: I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to shout out before, and then I'm going to turn this over to you. Uh, shout out to Cole Gibson, who yes. was the one with the geisha. She's the one with the geisha. Which,
0: if you have not read her, she's got a trilogy. I don't know if it's going beyond that or not. No, um, the, the, Katana, yeah. the Katana series is a trilogy of reincarnated samurai books. Yes. Urban so fiction, sh- why. Awesome. Check it
3: out. Um, but to you, I don't know if you realize this or not in your planning. You're doing a Victorian age steampunk yep. novel launch. In Old St. Charles. In Old St. Charles, which... For those outside of the St. Louis area, if you ever want to see what Colonial America looked like in the French-controlled, Spanish-controlled area, walk down the Main Street of Old St. Charles. Yep,
2: particularly in December. Especially yeah, in December, yeah, because then you run, run into coming. literary
4: characters. Oh, yeah. yes. In <laughs> November
3: and December, I believe if It's I believe it starts in November. Is what you were talking about? Is you have got Victorian-age characters walking uh-huh. around. So yes. once again, that ties to it's your. It's gonna be a huge, you know,
0: like old time having fun in St. Chuck. So was so
3: that your plan, or yes, that, that was totally out? my plan.
0: <laughs> Yay! Uh, also, I love Main Street Books, and Emily's awesome up there, and she was totally great to host us and everything. So do check that out; it'll be fun. You can find it all over the place. But uh, to go on to something else, real quick, just to jump oh, in, God. there are a ton of other places you can hold book launches. Mm. Um, bookstores are great because you get sales, and you can be, you know, in the bookstore more and. You know, so I always recommend bookstores first, um, and you know you can still go to Barnes and Noble and try and get in there and all that kind of fun stuff. But bars, restaurants, other places like that can be great places. Mm-hmm.
1: I just wanted to piggyback on Brad's book launch comment. Is that I think another way to find an audience while well, doing a book launch it's, is to pair with another author with a similar book. Like yeah, Brad mentioned that he's partnering with Sarah for that. Um, I think that because not only do people who are going to read your audience, your friends and family come, but also theirs come. And while they're there, they're going to buy your book. Um, they might buy your book along with theirs. And um, right. But that being said, it's important to pick that person carefully mm-hmm. because let's say they're writing a book that's um, literary, adult, um, historical, and you wrote a contemporary or science fiction middle grade, then their audience I is probably not to going to, to be here. your audience. Yep. Thanks. Hmm.
5: How do you find your audience, though? I did not
0: know where to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first you have to know your audience. That's the first thing. And then you can go find them by finding them where they already are.
5: How do you know your audience?
0: Okay, so how do you know them? (laughs) So if you're writing in a genre, you should know who reads that genre. So romance is typically read by certain people. Mystery? No, no, no. Or some romance? No, no. Well, that would depend. Generic romance. See, once you know, you know. Once you know your romance audience, then you can go. Oh, now which r- romance? Is it cozy? Is it erotica? Is it you know bodice rippers? Is it the, the uh, bonnet rippers? You know all this kind of stuff. So you go down
5: the and bonnet rippers. I'm yes. sorry, mm-hmm. that just stopped Amish me. romance?
0: Really? Yes, it's a whole thing. Go check it out.
4: Oh my gosh! Hey, um, at the end, when it gets hot and heavy. He touches her hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
0: Now there's a whole series. It's it, you know it's a whole th- it's a genre. It's a total genre. So if, you know, but if you take science fiction, or if you take you know, so you take science fiction. You know, the science fiction is your audience, and so now, what type of science fiction is it? Hardcore science, where you're going after scientists because scientists are going to love your book because of the hard science that's in it. Mm-hmm. Interstellar, for example.
2: Yeah, I, um, oh, I hear people. Uh, oh, we, won't oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. we won't get into well, that. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into well, that. I, I only
0: say that because there's a ton of science in it.
2: I um, whether watched. it's right or not. That's sure. <laughs> I was at the uh, neuroscience conference in Florida.
3: Speaking of scientists. Yeah. yeah. And
2: um, there I actually bought a mystery book there. Really? Because there was an author. He had a PhD, and I forget exactly what it was in, if it was in pharmacology or neuroscience or whatever. But the point is, he had... It was a murder mystery, but it had a lot of science in it. and It, it had um, basically something that was, oh, not quite... Um, Let's just say we can do it now, but we couldn't do it at the time he published it, so mm-hmm. it was the almost, okay. not. I wouldn't call it science fiction, more like science, almost science fact. Mm-hmm. And he was selling to that audience because, you know.
3: We'll science tomorrow. Yeah. The science is around the bend. Uh,
4: I wish that our friend Peter Green was here to speak for himself, but I seem to recall him telling a story of him re- selling his book to fellow architects, because yep. he's an mm-hmm. architect, and he puts a lot of architectural his main character. detail in his book, because mm-hmm. that's what his character does for a job. Yep. Yeah, so it appealed to fellow architects, because they knew the language he was using, see, and, and it felt like an inclusive kind of club thing. That's
0: about knowing that subset of your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter writes mysteries, so his, uh, his main audience is directed at mystery fans, people who are going to BoucherCon, or going to different, you know, conferences like that, or who are you know, who loves sitting up and watching, you know, mystery shows on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your audience. That's your core audience. Those are the people you're going to find. But then knowing that architects are over there, and they're going to love this book, too, that's another chunk of your audience you can find.
5: So it seems like this knowing your audience actually starts with knowing your book.
0: Yes. Know mm.
2: that well, Another book. Okay. Joanne Flew. Know that book. All <laughs> of her, All her, books book. her books have recipes in them. Mm-hmm. And her main character, I think, owns a cookie shop. And if you actually make the recipes, which I have made quite a few of the recipes, by the way, no profession—well, very few professional bakers would actually use them. And but they're, they actually turn out, and they're pretty easy. <laughs> but the point is, a huge part of her audience are people that actually make the cookies in her rec- in her books, <laughs> and it's definitely marketed that way.
3: Going back to just a moment ago, that to borrow a little bit, or actually no, not to borrow. I'm going to just completely take off on Sun Tzu. Uh, Sun Tzu, for those who don't know, military philosopher, back, oh God, during the Han Dynasty, know yourself as well as you know your your enemy, and you shall win every single battle. Well, in this case, know your book, know yourself and know your book, and you will be able to sell it. He wrote The Art of War, right? The Art of War, exactly. Yes. And you get the 2,000 points. (laughs) Yay!
2: I like that book.
0: 10 points, Gryffindor. So, okay, so... (laughs) well,
2: this goes on with, we were talking about this, too, but, um... Before the start of the broadcast, we were talking about uh, tie-ins to your book and, you know, what swag, besides making bookmarks from your book, you know, what else can you do? And um, if you know your audience and you know your book, sometimes your swag can really tie in really well and get people to really familiarize yourself with your book. Like uh, um, we were actually at a book launch and um, the main character of her book, The Family Owns a Brewery. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a bottle opener. Yep. Oh, and it had the name of the book and the name of the series on it and all that. So there was. um, I, I took a class from Catherine Rankovic,
5: and one of the speakers she brought in was an author who had swag, I guess, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you call them um, for her mystery. And one of the keys to the mystery was a hotel room, and her her handouts that she gave us were these keys. With the hotel tag and then the name of the mystery and everything, so you had a key to the hotel room that would unlock the mystery and it was great fun. That sounds like
3: clear up a way. It was clear. It yeah. might
5: it was? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was really like... <laughs> yeah.
2: it was so cool. She's she wrote the book about coral cords.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, but cool. Some books have
0: And she is really awesome in her I, and I could use it uh-huh. as a
2: key ring. So yeah. I mean Maybe. I suspect every book if you think about it. Has a new neat little affordable swag type tie you could do, but some take more imagination than others.
0: Going back to audience, so
4: okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. You're
0: welcome. Um, so we got so you when well, we were talking about knowing your audience, then we we're talking about how to find
3: your audience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so how to find them? Yes. And you say they exist on some corner, or some street, somewhere. Just go by drive through. Grab them, pull them into your car, drive around the block, and you tell them your story, the and cr- show them back out. Well, it's as the I was Korean saying,
4: <laughs> army methods, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Korean
3: army method.
0: North Korean army. I have studied the. I have studied the great marketing methods of North Korea. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, what I was saying is, you know, the point is not to try and just sit there on top of a mountain and say, "Hey, all steampunk fans, it's you know, here I am, hi, you know, I got a book, wave it high, higher." Uh-huh. Um, no, that's you know, that's. Maybe that'd work. I don't know. I don't want to say that won't. But um, the point is, is that if you go to where your audience already is. So if you're, you know, if you're looking for fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, if you're writing a fantasy, and you are looking for, you know, fantasy fans, then you know, go hang out in the Lord of the Rings section. Go hang out somewhere where those people are already gathering to talk about their fandom, and then join in the conversation. Go to one of the big cons or smaller cons. Yeah. World Con. Artcon, Boucher, um, BoucherCon for Mystery Writers. Yeah. There's uh, one for, for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's one for everything. So no matter what genre you have, if you're romance, hit up RT and RWA. If you're you know, writing literary, there's festivals for but that.
2: don't forget things that, if you can identify your audience reasonably well, you don't have to actually go to the literary conference. You can go to a fan conference or a hobby conference if your book has a lot to do with astronomy. Well, you can set you know check out astronomy books, not writing bruh, bruh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you can go hang out with an astronomer at an astronomy conference, <laughs> or even do a book you launch know? at a science center. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, Thinking outside the box is a great way of trying to connect with your audience. I just nice. want to say real quick a story, and then I'm going. To, I, I,
6: it's cool. It's and then I'm going board. to let you
0: do it. Um,
3: there was a don't blow your chance to know your audience as well and interact with your audience. I don't know. I not just not throwing no one throws author on the bus. I don't even know his name anymore because he blanked me out. So
4: forgettable.
3: Well, the situation wasn't. In St. Louis, we have a Renaissance Fair. just like a lot of other places around the country.
0: Good place for fantasy
3: authors. Great place for fantasy authors. And this guy was a fantasy author. He's dressed up in Renaissance gear, and he's got a little table, like I was saying, outside. More or less, he had his chair, and I think he had like a podium. Don't hold that to me. Anyway, and he's talking to people about this book he's selling. It's one of his books. I don't know if he got self-published or traditionally published. I don't care. And he's like, "Yeah, this is really good. This is a really good fantasy, and it's not filled with all those elves and dwarves and other stuff. It's just so passe and fantasy." And you look around where you're walking, and you see people dressed up as elves and dwarves, and mm-hmm. so it's like I looked at him and go, "Do you really know your audience?" I didn't say it aloud. But it was in my head. Do you really know your audience? And it's always been a reminder to me of what not to do. Yeah,
0: don't piss off your
3: audience. Yeah. Anyway, you're going to go say something. I'm
4: sorry. Nah, it's
5: gone now.
3: Oh, I'm
0: sorry.
5: <laughs> I remember someone. Oh, do you want to go? Fandom. Yeah, fandom. Fandom. You mentioned fandom. Fandom. I think that is key.
3: The fandom of the opera. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch.
5: There is an opera hey. fandom.
3: There is an opera fandom. I
4: know people in it. Mm-hmm. They're crazy, is... crazy. people. <laughs> They're yes, fandoms they are. for everything. Opera is the most high-level soap opera mm-hmm. ever. The reason they call them soap operas, it's super dramatic.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And the theater to a T. And all crazy costumes. And, and who's like... All these affairs and whatever. You know the kind of person who will like opera also ends up liking... Drama, you know, going Mm -hmm. to movies about, uh, you know, the the mistress of the king and all the royalties and stuff like that. People love that stuff, and it's all kind of in the same little niche.
2: Another thing about knowing your audience, I think this is related, but there's a difference between facts you think are important and facts that will get people to buy your book are different. (laughs) For instance, I was thinking about someone that wrote a book about rescue dogs. Mm Mm-hmm great i don't remember who it was but and she was trying to get it published and i was trying to suggest to her that she remove the information about um all the rescue dogs that get put down in shelters every year from her curry letter
6: oh yeah Yeah. because
2: you know it just it it's it's an interesting (laughs) fact but shelter dogs that don't find a home don't have owners to buy the book yeah Uh you know
3: and, and if this was video instead of <laughs> audio, you would see Kathleen's face about to bust into tears.
5: I'm not gonna cry. I'm just highly disappointed in those
2: choices. Why <laughs> did you do that?
3: Exactly. Oh. So back to fandom of the opera. Fandom. Yes, fandom. Well,
2: another potential Fan-fics. challenge is when you don't have your audience right. Um some people oh, that's good. are going
6: to yes. they're
2: either <clears throat> They're either mm-hmm. going after people that aren't crazy about their book, or they completely missed a subsection of their audience that are reading the book. Apparently, once e-readers came on, a whole lot of men started reading The chiplet. Now that they don't have to deal with the embarrassing covers, they'll read it. Chicklet or romance? Uh, both, both, actually. Okay. Well, there's a heard lot
3: of... I heard, heard, heard it towards romance. It's That's a lot it, but... easier
5: to read a lot, kind of, a lot of different romances now that you're not worried about people looking at you in public, because you have, like some body stripper cover or you yeah. have like two dudes mm-hmm. shirtless on the cover like you don't have to worry about that kind of social but,
2: stigma actually so. hmm. actually this was specifically we about talk on that yeah it's called brown
4: bag books
6: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah
2: this was uh specifically lit because traditionally it's like a bubblegum pink covers mm-hmm. and they were saying that all of a sudden their demographics change when they came out with it oh children's books like harry potter They actually came out with adult covers for Mm -hmm. the Harry Potter paperbacks, Mm -hmm. you know,
5: so. Well, it's good not to embarrass your audience with questions they don't need from people who are uninformed, so, yay! Yay!
3: And I have to admit, I've got an excuse when I read certain romances. This was written by my cousin, Hush. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Who's your
4: cousin? Drop her name. Might as well. (laughs) Drop.
3: Sarah Anderson. Sarah M. Anderson. Go check out her books. She's all over the. She's got like fifteen or 15. she westerns, western, western romances. romances.
0: She has awesome.
4: romances with. Cowboys and Indians, both shirtless and not.
3: Right, exactly. <laughs> and well, instead they're... riding horses, they're riding in trucks and motorcycles.
5: Yeah, yeah this is modern day. <laughs> yes, it's a real cousin. I thought suckle. we were making up because no, no, that was very no. I realized. met her. She's, she's nice. Yes, right. we're all <laughs> in on <all the laughs> yeah. She's a she's a voice like, on wow, of really episodes, this, this so
4: yeah, one of these episodes. So the she speaks. She
5: exists. She's been a previous guest. What was her actual person name? Sarah Anderson. Sarah Anderson. Oh my! She's there for listening,
3: huh? Yeah, we we'll give me a shout the last out. Last five minutes we devoted. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, just it was mentioned earlier about the bottle cap. That was actually her. She just came over. and I couldn't cup.
2: remember her last name, which is why I didn't mention her. <laughs> okay, her actual
5: person yep. real
2: name. Yes. <laughs> so. Where we're we? We were, we were still talking
0: about fans, uh, fans. or how to identify
2: your audience, how to not piss them off, how, how to not, not embarrass, them embarrass them with covers that are terrible. Well, let me ask
3: you. Let me toss you a different aspect to it. What do you, or what would you, give your fans beyond the books?
0: What, what additional? That's a dangerous question. <laughs> yes, it
4: is. Handouts
0: can't come for money. I'm sorry. Under the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I'll put a good word in for him. Wink.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, I'm going to use some examples. So this is super well published author David Weber. You can find his entire Honorverse online, and I think All now now of course they've they got can. role play. No, they don't have role playing games yet. That's been talked about. It might be out oh. there. They do have board games and so forth. So. Oh, okay
0: mean, let's talk about Firefly real quick Yay. okay so Firefly TV show beloved by pretty much everyone here at the table yep movie and, you know you got the movie and so you've got a TV show that came out of it then you had a movie that came out of it. Uh, there books. have been books and comic books that have come out of it. Now there's a role playing game that's mm-hmm. come out of
5: it that Jen nearly killed my character in. It was awesome. I got the book at home. It's a good yes. little RP book.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. There's fanfic and now there's an um, online and all castles back together on the yeah, online version. Exactly. So
4: really, you know, you don't have to explain. Oh yeah, how is later. that yeah. possible?
0: I don't know. I, I haven't been on. I don't. No, I don't know, know, look it, no, Look
4: online and find this. What were you saying? <laughs> <first? Yeah.
0: laughs> exactly. Google <boy. laughs> it. The point is, is that you know when you're going to give because I would you know. For my books and stuff i would love to be able to give more and more and more Mm -hmm. and i have alexander's sketchbook which uh thanks to jennifer now has content
6: Um, (laughs) but
0: yeah so you know stuff like that so you know you should have supplemental material to your book whether it be other short stories you've written or even if it's just like so you can go to my website and my book takes place in london gibraltar malta and paris and Mm -hmm. I've got the links to all those stupid Wikipedia pages and everything there, so if you want, you can go jump in and learn about the history and all that kind of fun stuff. And I throw other links of other stuff that's related in there, uh, like Four Thieves Potion and a bunch of other stuff, so... Uh, You know, that's fun. I would love to do, like, a movie. That would be awesome. Not not like a a full Hollywood thing would be awesome, too. But, I mean, like, an animated. So the book
4: is a a launch pad for you to get to your film career. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No,
0: I wish. (laughs) Uh, But, no, no, no. If I could do, like, an animated movie or something like that, that would be awesome. You know, to just provide more and more for fans who are really loving it to just get more and more immersed
4: yeah, I'm, uh, I definitely have plans to make animated book trailers for yeah. my things. Because I have that skill set. That's what I went to school for, it was to exactly. an animate. So uh, I'm in terms of my fantasy that's not picked up yet, hopefully I'll be able to sell it at some point. Uh, but I have a whole list of ideas that I have to reach my audience because I know who my audience is. My audience is people like me
6: mm-hmm. who
4: like the tropes and things that I like. So I think about what would I like to mm. have to make my experience better. I would love to see an animated something, so I'm going to make that. Um, My protagonist uses a string, a loop of string, like playing Cat's Cradle to cast her magic spells. I would very much like to have a book like a promo where if you pre-order it, I'll sign it and package it with a loop of string that exactly. you can use. Because she wears it on that her wrist a like... a
0: great giveaway. Yeah,
4: yeah, she wears it on her wrist like a bracelet, and I wear one on my wrist like a
0: bracelet when I'm
4: feeling hopeful. <laughs> so other people can join me in my exactly. threadcaster love someday. See, and then
0: people will walk by you at conventions and hold up their hand and be like, exactly. see, you know? And yeah, we we'll yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: People have done uh, live Believe journal. Live journals oh, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, go on Catholic. I'm hard journals for their characters and um, and Twitter accounts where they talk back and forth between different characters and their stories.
2: It's kind of mm. Yeah, you know, uh, that can be interesting. NASA, finally, so in the publicity department got it right. They gave the Rover a Twitter account. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, I've been following the Rover Twitter account. The for Rover a while. Twitter
2: account is great. It Everyone is follow awesome. the rover. Yes.
3: <laughs> Whoever at NASA came up with that kudos yes. yeah actually
0: I think i'm following both rovers yeah
3: there you Have go they
0: crossed paths yet?
3: Yeah. before i say before i let you go i'm going to say this is what kathleen just said is something that i'm planning to do if i can get the current novels i'm working on published and so forth is i'm planning on doing a blog if you will of those characters blogging which is why i've stopped blogging as my as
0: myself Okay, well, what I was going to throw out is, um, so I started as a playwright, so I have a little bit of experience with some of the funness of this, where you've written something, you like it, it's fun, and then you turn it over to a director and actors, and they bring it to life on stage. And you start hearing your words and your actions and everything else just played out in front of you. It's very amusing. It's very fun. And I would love to do a theater production version of my book as well.
6: (laughs) It'd
0: be hard to do I mean there's a lot of But if you could do it It wouldn't be too difficult Just the right set staging And everything But yeah And that would be too much fun Do a
2: radio play of your book
0: You could do that too Mm
2: -hmm. And there
0: are um, trailers Go ahead Yeah
4: Well there's definitely locations In which you could do that too Mm -hmm. I mean you could make that dream a reality easily You just get Get a bunch of friends together Perhaps recruit them On site Like I think If you took a script Teslacon. TeslaCon. You oh, yeah.
0: to tesla you approached
4: a flight crew that was yep. already assembled and said you guys want to perform my play and then you square out a corner of mm-hmm. the event hall you could probably have an impromptu performance and everyone would be like this is insane yes and then you start selling books just that'd just, be awesome you know like you you can erect a little a little stand and it could be like like you <laughs> know no, no. come on it'll cure one holes. of those snake
0: salesmen like you know fold out suitcase oh things <laughs> That's Here's good. my book. Buy my book. Step it's right up. was
5: get a
2: Tesla coil and stick a table on top of it.
0: For those who don't know, TeslaCon is one of the big, big steampunk con- conferences.
2: And notice that's a.
0: It just happened, actually.
2: That yes, it's just just ended. Yeah, so sad. Good stuff. Next year, I hope. Okay. Yeah, but. That's a String. great place for you String. to sell your book because, you know, it's it's not writers. It's people... Well, some writers will obviously be yeah, there, yeah. but yes. it is fans of your book. No, genre. no, and that's
0: what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Know your fans and you can rush out and find them. And conventions are a great way to do that. I would really love to get to TeslaCon mm-hmm. or one of the other big... Wow, wow uh, ...Steampunk Con. conventions. Yeah, a great place yeah. to go. Steampunk World's Fair. Yeah. You know? Any of those big guys. So that is definitely on my, like, hopes and wishes list and trying to make it happen.
5: Mm-hmm. String string you need some string i need some string i think everyone that's
0: like my new string. like motto of like charge forth now, just strings. string <laughs> yeah. Yeah. string i'm to know that
4: i've helped us all <laughs> yes hopefully this meme will catch on <laughs> yes. and, exactly. and then i will sell a book so there you go everyone
0: start wrapping string, of string of around string.
3: your wrist post it to facebook to hashtag string has jennifer stolzer you know, yeah. you, know <laughs> you know what you know what. Good. in all honesty if you're a fan of Right Pack Radio and you really want to try it, <laughs> do that. Post it on our Facebook page or send it to us on Twitter. Yes.
5: With the hashtag string. string. With the hashtag
3: String, string. Jennifer, string. 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 Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Stolzer. String Jennifer Stolzer. There's
4: going to be some band somewhere named strings It's going to get real
0: well
3: confused. That's <laughs> <laughs> where you're going to put
6: String Jennifer Stolzer.
4: Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh poor String.
3: <laughs> uh, the right kind of music. They might, you know, maybe will talk them into doing like maybe
4: they will jump in. Yeah, so, there you go. Music related to the book.
3: There's a good
0: one. Good. one I, well, you can get the audience. list, the uh, the Spotify list you wrote to while you were writing it. That's a big one to do. Yeah,
4: we were just talking. Yeah. Meredith and I were talking about the playlists for our books.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a big. Hers thing are better post. than mine.
4: that's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> mine is like three songs on it. <laughs> Very specific, yeah, yeah. See,
0: I, I don't do that. I Pandora, so it's just radio stations, and then whatever's playing There's pops up. So more of a tone thing, yeah.
1: Well, just going off of that about um about music, I actually bought two books because I found music that I like on authors' playlists that they put on blogs. Yes, <laughs> so that oh, could wow. be something interesting no, it is. somebody
0: it's a finds whole thing music music your playlist for what you wrote the book in. It's a really it's a big thing. On, you know,
2: I, I I saw that I listed in one of the authors too. afterwards. I mean, it was her, she listed her playlist. But I will
0: say that this is back in college, okay, people? So it was music, college music. <laughs> but, you know, there, there are songs out there that are written about, like, favorite books...
5: Harry and the Potters. That, well,
0: I'm, I'm older than that, so it wasn't a Potter. So. <laughs> no, that
5: was a band. No, it's oh, a yeah, band.
0: yeah. Good point. That was I
4: prefer Draco and the Malfoys thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> is that a band? Oh, yes. That's They're kind awesome. Kind of amazing. A band a bunch of an band, Apple, they have a band. song called yeah. My Dad is Rich and Your Dad is Dead. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, I need
0: to listen to this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, so yes, there are bands out there specific to books, Read songs out there specific to books. She so gets one enjoy. of the greatest things yeah. you could have would be somebody to parody your stuff enough to write that song about your book. Yeah,
4: well, I've been, I've dropped uh the fact that I've started reading the Dragon Hiders of Pern series a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh Later in her career, uh, Anne wrote a book specifically about... uh who I've been affectionately calling the president of music. And uh, he's... Uh, it's it's Robinson. He's a, he's a musician, and he's basically a bard. Okay. Like, he's in charge mm-hmm. of all the bards, and he trains all the other bards. So when she wrote a book just about him that's like his life story, that she paired it, or someone else paired it, the publishing company paired it with a CD of songs that he wrote in the book. Oh, cool. So when you get the book, you can also get the companion CD that has the songs in yes. it because the book is about a musician, hard to write about music, can't hear it in the book. So we'll pair it with a CD that you exactly. can listen to the actual songs from the book. I've seen that, cool. too. That was That's actually cool. like
3: a really big It catches big your attention because uh-huh. it's different, uh-huh. you know? And it actually connects up to different audiences. Yeah. yes
5: You want to say something? Oh, no. I was just. I remembered the song that Jen was talking
3: about. goes, how it goes. And oh, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, Are we going to have a right, right Back like... Radio sing along? Oh,
5: I can't even remember the My team dad, right now. Is Your Your dad, dad is, is, dead.
3: is dead. <laughs> wow. rich. Your dad is no. dead. Wow. Yes, you have heard of him do the beginning of a sing along here on Right Back Radio.
4: <laughs> we'll I have to pick a different song to actually sing because I don't remember anything other that than was that. was not. I don't you don't either. need anything other than No, that. you don't. Uh, that was
5: also, to- like, musical musically very simple yes it's like three notes four
0: (laughs) dare i say that most songs about books probably are not the you know musical genius level you know type unless
4: you started out as a musician as well Mm -hmm. there are though well your skill set like i'm saying i'm gonna illustrate or i'm gonna animate some trailers because i have that skill i'm not writing music (laughs) for my book specifically because i fail at that epically, so I'm not gonna try.
0: i I'll get someone it. else to we'll do. See it. That's, why I'm a, that's why I write because I feel epically at the drawing and. The music. <laughs> well, you know, well, I can't. I can't actually read Lord of the Rings anymore without hearing that song from Lord of the Rings. Which song? Mm-hmm. The one that Billy Boyd sings. Oh,
5: oh the, like, my god! haunting Boyd. one you know? in yeah. in in the yeah. in Return of, of the. Thing. Thing.
6: Yeah,
2: okay, they well, have it well, oh, in the preview fate, for
1: the new Hobbit movie, don't they? Oh, no, he's doing a uh, the
4: ending song for the third. Oh, so they're using that. So,
2: um. This brings up a point that in there's a whole lot of you, you, you can think of movie tie ins. Well, you can do some more things for books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who
4: watches those movies that you love? Like, yeah. go, go to those people and say, hey, this book is like that movie we love together. We love this movie. Let's check out my book.
5: Fandom is a great way to find your audience. Like, people who already love things, throw their passion into things. Chances are things that you already love too. You have. Yes. And you, you have an in already because... And you
4: want those people. Yes. Because they're going to be as passionate and productive about your thing as you all are about that other guy's thing.
0: Yeah. And that's why I say engage. Because not only are you into that... Okay. I'm, la- I'm laughing not that kind of engage no no, yeah. no I'm laughing because and the way he did that
3: <laughs> <laughs> I the way he them did them that and, yes he just I, I pulled up, he just pulled a John Luke Picard sitting at the table yes okay right, Now tug your uniform down tug right
0: but yes so you need to engage with your audience and the reason is is that you know their fandom is you know that fandom that's out there you're into it it's the reason you wrote that genre you know and now you're a part of it now you're involved and you can and join. You can join in that discussion as much as anyone else there, and that's going to be important because people want to know that the genre, you know, what they're about to read was written by somebody who knows what they're talking about. You know, it's not a steampunk novel written by a guy who hates steampunk. That would be horrid. Good. Thanks, everybody.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have an interesting uh, tangent to take this on. We've gone on many tangents, but um, oh yeah, um, oh, we, like, we've gone around tangents. Were we gone examples at? of. <laughs> The fandom kind of being upset with the fan creators. I can think of a few. I'm going to default back to our favorite punching <laughs> oh, host, oh, I get George it. George Lucas. We love Aww. you. You came up with some awesome stuff. But there's interesting thing happened. George Lucas decided a long time ago, before the prequels, way before the prequels, about, you know, the time of the the special editions mm-hmm. that he didn't... Well, I guess it was before then, but he didn't like... The fandom. He didn't like that fans made, or his company didn't like that fans made fan fiction and fan art Aww. and fan videos. he wanted to have, they wanted to have full control of what was produced in the Star Wars universe, and it killed the momentum of their thing. And they realized that they switched. They partnered with uh, writers to write the expanded universe novels. They partnered with Sci-Fi Channel to put together a, a short film competition, fan film competition. And they said, no, never mind. Everybody, make your stuff. Make all sorts of stuff. Come play in our universe. And mm-hmm. Star Wars is still one of the most vibrant fandoms in, yep. on, the, you know, on the planet. And it's and because they learned who their audience was, what, how to reach to them, and how to turn them off.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Paramount learned from that <laughs> near mistake and has allowed people to do fandom of um, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. In which, right now, there's a major revolution going on in that fandom. That's going against the new movies. But anyway.
2: Oh, no. Oh. No, no. You see, they're making their own movies. They're making
3: their own movies that yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to do a shout-out to one which I absolutely, totally love. And it's a 30-minute film. You can find Actually, I think it's under 30 minutes. It's on um, YouTube, Prelude to Axanar. It is about the four-year war. It's leading up to the events of the four-year war. Actually, most of the events of the four-year war.
2: But the point is, that's a whole thing. Just kind of like almost a teaser for a, a movie. Another movie other movies
3: come out,
0: which is art itself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which
2: is made by fans. Okay, oh well screw all that
0: because I want Worf as <laughs> the Captain and that's about to come out on TV. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Please Worf is Captain is
0: is is in is in pre production right now and I'm really, really hoping they're gonna pilot that out.
4: Another example of uh... Of reaching the fans where they live, exactly. they saw what the internet was doing and responded likewise.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: So then, there's something I'm wondering if if this would qualify as an example of finding your audience, however inadvertently. Um, there are two movies starring, I think, uh, Danny Trejo. I think is his name. Could be. Butchering his name. Danny, Trejo. Danny Trejo. Is it him? Yeah. He's the guy Awesome guy? dude. Oh, good. It is his name. Okay. Okay. So, i not sure um, he is, but go ahead.
0: Desperado, Cool Dude with the Knives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Many other movies, but that's the one I love him in. <laughs>
5: uh, Machete. Machete. Mech- Machete. That awesome started out as a movie trailer. A fake movie trailer. <laughs> it was not actually a movie. And everyone who saw it was so excited as, for, for Danny Trejo as Machete. <laughs> who who fights with the machete? And
0: uh, we should probably talk about overall. viral because that's that, yes. that's viral. It went viral, snakes and they the made an actual viral. Movie. viral.
5: Really? Yeah, I did not know about snakes on a plane being viral. I was just like, wow, really? It. The entire
0: thing. Okay, so the entire thing about snakes on the plane was that they created this trailer of snakes in the plane and threw it out, and you know, it just went crazy. I mean, it's like Sharknado. Did it have yeah. Samuel
1: L. Jackson in it though?
0: No. Well, the, the movie would end up that they make. I don't remember if the movie came first or the trailer came first, but. Jeff, um, the, um,
4: I know that Snakes on a Plane, the title was originally the working title. Yeah. And everyone got so attached to it that they Soap. didn't switch it. Yeah. <laughs> because
0: why would you if it's yeah. called yeah.
4: Snakes That's on cool. a Plane? <laughs>
0: Well, see, there's some bean counter in Hollywood going, yeah, that's never going to work. Well, yeah. as the, <laughs> I may be wrong,
4: but the anecdote I recall is that they sent the script for Snakes on a Plane to Samuel L. Jackson, and he said, hell yeah, yeah yeah. and then they said, we're going to change the title, and he said, hell no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Samuel <laughs> uh, Which, by that's the way, awesome. I want to... Uh, uh, they've been doing a Lander Cowder scene uh, artist week mm-hmm. on Tumblr. Uh, Star Wars has, and it has made me crave a Lando Calrissian movie. <laughs> I want a movie just of Lando. Yeah, you, you can bring in Boba, and you can bring in Han and Chewie, and all them and stuff. But I want the central character. He's to be a Lando. cool cat. I'm like Shaft with Star
5: Wars. <laughs> 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 be oh awesome.
0: <laughs> it'd be so epic. And yeah, see, that's a, that's
3: what you want to happen for your fans oh, yeah. of your stories that you write.
4: Yeah, I definitely Can't want a of
3: these.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm I want to see how much other people that I want to make something that other people love as much as I love stuff I find. Yeah, you know, I can sit here. Yeah, you know, I've mentioned Pern a couple of times. Draw pictures of characters, mm-hmm. dragons, mm-hmm. and stuff put it up on the internet. I love that stuff. I love seeing what other people make. I love feeling like I'm part of a community and I really want to take this thing I've made that I love, and give it to other people and be like, let's love it together. Exactly. This is going to be so much fun.
0: Community is a keyword there. Hmm. Overall, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you are intimately asking tens of thousands of people into your life, into the dream that you've been living and wanting and, you know, Festering over and trying to make perfect, and, and that can be like downright scary. Go ahead. That yeah. can be. I mean, it can be you know it's very scary, incredibly daunting to know that you're looking. I mean, because you know, who knows how many people you're actually going to reach? But the, the goal is to reach thousands and thousands and thousands of people and get them to love what you do or what you created, you know, as much as they love the other stuff in that same genre. You. Thank you. So yeah, that's. I mean that—that's how you're trying to connect with your audience, and that's—it's scary, but at the same time, it's hopeful. And you know, you—you—you you, you aim for it, and you see where you go because you can't plan for it. No.
2: Well, that's you know. another thing. Very often, when when a book gets published, a character that you know you didn't really think all that much of one of your secondary characters turns out to be your audience's favorite character. So guess what? You need to write more about that character. So
4: you write an entire book about him and make a companion CD. Yes.
3: Didn't that happen to Angie Fox with her terrier? Is it a terrier? Pirate? Pirate, yes. Yes, he's Jack Russell. Yes. That's what it was. I couldn't remember Creed. Sorry, Angie.
4: That's okay. I do dogs.
3: Like, I know. Dogs
4: is part of my career.
2: <laughs> yes, you're going to be known as know. the dog illustrator. I
5: not.
3: <laughs> finish this First there's a dog though. whisperer. Now there's a dog illustrator. Sorry. But
5: finish go the story about dogs. Angie Fox and this dog because I have yeah. not heard it. Oh.
3: Oh. Uh. Okay. Um.
5: <laughs> strap in, y'all. Yeah, strap
3: in. in. I was going to go actually down a different road, but this is too it's much It's too late now. First book, The Accidental Demon Slayer.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Third, woman turns 30 years old she's a prim and proper preschool teacher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the door <laughs> opens the door and there is her geriatric biker grandmother and she she'll turn out to be a geriatric biker witch <laughs> opens the door starts to say hello the grandmother grabs a hold of her throws her into the bathroom and locks the door <laughs> and out of the toilet comes a demon. To, to battle, to battle her. Now, if you have to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer type stories, you'll love this anyway. So, anyway, this like is just the beginning audience. of the story. I'm not ruining anything. Okay. Um,
6: right so after, it. right after
3: this battle occurs, and it's not a battle with swords or anything else. I'm not going to tell you how she fights it off. But anyway, it's a battle. She comes out thinking she's lost her mind, and there is her Jack, Ter- Jack, Jack, Jack Russell, Ru- Jack Russell, Jack Russell pirate. And she grabs a hold of it, and it's licking her face. It's like, yes, it is. Yes, I am really in a real world, and things are real, and there's not demons coming out of my toilet-type attitude. And suddenly the dog starts talking, going, hey, I love you, I love you. Can can I have a fettuccine that's behind the milk in the refrigerator, or wherever yeah. that position was? It's just, oh my, yeah. God, oh, my God, you talk. He's like, yeah, I've always talked. You just never listened. Oh. And that's beginning of Pirate. Okay. Oh. And yes, a lot of her fans absolutely love that character. Yeah, oh, there's... Oh, yeah. a, and Brad is Aww, showing a picture. Oh
4: puppies of on the cover. Oh, Everyone look up Angie's book. Yes. That's really
2: there's cute. There's a cute dog on the cover. And I will... And on most
0: of the books.
3: On a lot of the books. And I will do a um, giveaway here real fast of we are talking to Angie about coming on to the radio show in the oh. near future. She and I. She's right now been under deadline, so I've kind of left her alone a little yeah, bit. We
4: got to respect our author friends.
3: Amen to that. Really, bit. we're just
0: trying to get pirate in. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> but yeah should, we probably I will have give her. Give her
4: my Jack Russell mug.
0: Anyway, oh my god, she would love that. She would love it. But um, anyway. I hope she
4: doesn't listen to this episode.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but, but real quick, back to where I was originally going to go before I went down the pirate level. R um, oh, is. You mean Arf? Our, f- yeah, oh. actually, our our, 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 is to I talk don't. about platforms. We've always talked about platforms, and that's also a place to build your audience and connect with your audience. It might be through blogs.
0: Important way for nonfiction writers. Especially, yeah, non-fiction, nonfiction needs
4: a, pl- a platform.
0: We've mostly talked about fiction.
4: Yeah. yeah, that's what we all write, except for we do have a nonfiction. Right? We well, one, yeah,
2: yeah, but I write nonfiction uh, scientific articles that go in journals that are read by people in the field.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you know, that's knowing know your, your audience. Platform. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> your platform is your publication that it's coming out in. Yeah. Yes.
0: Your audience is already going to read that publication, so you know, not
4: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but
3: really, and I think that's really a really good place to have blogs and so forth, mm-hmm. is for your nonfiction authors, especially um and i think that's also why a lot of fiction authors get caught up in writing blogs about writing because a we know about it all so well but we're not writing blogs about our characters because we either the book's not published yet or it's not it's still being written or whatever and we can't give stuff away at least that's my opinion For what it's worth.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm going to use this as a fictional example. Someone might actually be doing this, but if you had a fantasy world, oh, I don't know, like Threadcaster, for instance. But let's use Harry Potter because it's already been published. A lot of people know it. Yeah, but the point is, you could have blogs about the characters or about the world, so it's not even affecting your story. You could have a blog about how to pick your wand. Yeah, You know, and Mm -hmm. uh, ask how to make, how to make, um, oh, it's been too long since I've read them, you know, uh, Butter you know butterbeer yeah <laughs>
4: um for a threadcaster i I've, I've been trying to drive up interest for years now as i try to sell it um uh, but i'm an illustrator so i do a lot of concept art and i post mm-hmm. concept art up and that gets the attention of people because people like looking at pictures so, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so it's like concept art of the world of the characters in the world of the monsters i guess the creatures live in the world mm-hmm. So, that's that's an idea. Play to your strengths, I guess, is my message yeah. there. Yeah,
3: and Jen, I love your art. And you know this, I love your concept art. So, anyway.
4: <laughs> I like concept art, and I enjoy making it. I
0: love you drawing my concept art for me. my, my character. Oh,
4: protagonist day is
3: always a fun yes. day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you want, check out Alexander's sketchbook on bradrcook.com. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, so, final comments on
0: <laughs> audience.
4: BT dubs. Also, Threadcaster has a website. There you go. www.threadcaster.com. Sweet. Anyone else got some name drops?
3: <laughs> How about final final thought drops Ah. on finding your audience or connecting with them and so forth?
5: Uh, know what you've written, know what you love, find those people where those two things interact, intersect rather. Mm hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. kind of jumping back into it real quick is that um one of my best friends back home actually is in a, is in a book club and i said oh my gosh you guys need to, you need to help get my book in there and she already put it it's on the schedule for next year so
2: i think knowing Yay. people in book clubs
0: yes and yeah. help, i'm yeah,
2: using we, that as a good way to get it in we haven't talked about opinion leaders get your books in the hands of opinion leaders mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. send it out for reviews mm-hmm
4: Featured on shelves places, in yeah. libraries. What's your
6: final thought? Mm-hmm.
4: My final thought? My final thought is uh, you're selling your book, but more than that, you're promoting what you love. So focus share on, it. you know, mm-hmm. share what you love in the way you love to share it with the people that you love. Don't stress out so much about what you have to make. If you see someone else making door knockers or or <laughs> alarm clocks or something, you don't have to make... An alarm clock if your book has nothing to do with alarm clocks. You can make bottle openers because your book has to do with a brewery. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and if you enjoy breweries because you wrote a character whose family owns a brewery, then look for a brewery who's going to and partner with them for a book launch session. You'll mm-hmm. have fun there. The people who come will have fun. And your audience will find you at the same time you'll be able to draw it together in that mm-hmm. location.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Brad? I would just say uh, connect with the readers who are, who, you know, the people you want to read your book.
6: No? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, as I just mentioned, get your, if you're if you're a big fan of something, if you always read this person's blog, send a book to that person. See if you can get them to do a review of it.
0: <laughs> or you might want to ask them first, just in case. Well, yes.
2: Yeah,
5: well,
0: that can get expensive, sending out books. Like blog hopping, yes.
5: though, is something.
0: Oh, yeah, blog do. tours. Mm-hmm. Blog tours are huge. Blog tours are humongous.
5: We'll
4: talk about those more when we do our promotional discussion day. That'll mm-hmm. be a good one. Yep. Yeah.
3: My final thought is, you know, Brad and I, being these senior people at the table... Uh,
4: no one knows. Yeah, well, they, well know. now they, oh, do. I, they do now. Good <laughs> you <laughs> spoiled
3: anyway, it. You know, and Brad, you're, Brad's younger than me anyway, but when wow. I first started... In,
6: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. When I... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> broken to David. What was going to say? Oh is, when I first started out writing, internet had not become big yet. In fact, internet was very small at the time. In trying to get to know your audience, if you knew about the cons, yay, but you weren't likely to. I'm um, To borrow from Melanie, who um, lived in southern Illinois, yeah. basically. Archon, which is a huge science fiction fantasy... Um,
2: It was literally five miles from my house, and I didn't know about it. Right,
3: (laughs) growing up. So we live in an age in which really trying to get to know your audience is not as much of a hurdle as it once was for authors. Take advantage of that. Yeah, but
0: back in the day you had papers that would review and other you things did, like that. But that, that was some you had you a library that you could go to or it. Yeah. you had teachers that knew where to take you to. It's so much easier
3: now. It's so much easier now. Right.
4: The point is, you know, God save the internet. God save the
3: internet. Keep, you know, now I'm going to show up with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost broke my rule, my own rule of don't get political. Um, no, no.
5: Yes, no. This is well, final thoughts, not new can thought. of worms. Yeah, yeah. just think. <laughs> my dad is rich. Your dad is dead.
4: <laughs>
3: okay, my anyway.
5: dad is rich, and your dad is dead. But as I
3: say, dead. take advantage of it. There's there's chances to hook up with any of your fellow authors out there. Talk about it. I don't use LinkedIn that much for what I do, but. Oh, there are various authors on there and they tend to talk about professional stuff On like sometimes what you run into on Facebook and Does Twitter.
0: People write to or read to.
3: Yep. So <laughs> they write. good chance to connect to them and ask questions and learn from them well, how are they connecting with their audience. And with that note, Um, Tune in next week for another episode of Right Pack Radio where we will talk about something of interest that you will be laughing at. (laughs) It is not necessarily necessarily
5: rich and poor dads. No, it
3: won't be about rich dad, poor dad, Dad rich dad, dead dad. Dad. Okay, (laughs) have a good one. Thank you all and have a good day, good week writing. The Right Pack would like to thank STL Books for allowing us to record in their bookstore. STL Books and Gifts is St. Louis's newest independent bookstore with an emphasis on fine literature for adults and children and the most comprehensive selection of St. Louis books available anywhere. Visit them online at stlbooks.com or in person at 100 West Jefferson Avenue, Kirkwood, Missouri, 63122. Tune in next week as the Write Pack will conquer yet another pondering issue in the writing industry. Theme songs for Write Pack Radio were written and performed by Meredith Tate. All copyrights remain with her.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.